the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Well, we are all started up at 6.03 on a Tuesday night here in New York City, October the 17th, live and local on the Idala Power Hour. And, you know, Sambolino likes to speak, Joni likes to speak, I like to speak. But today I want to take a couple of minutes and talk about the ramifications of our speech you know, uh, people throw around First Amendment, First Amendment, First Amendment all the time. But, you know, First Amendment has to do with the government limiting your rights to speech. Um, other people have lim- can limit your rights to speech, like uh, a law firm that has given you an offer to come join them. And then you say something that they don't like. And you're not part of that law firm anymore. Like a TV news anchor who in the hallway... Um, refers to a co-anchor by a derogatory name. Yeah, he has a right to say that, and his bosses have a right to fire him for saying that. Um, speech has consequences. You know, I said something yesterday on this show, and, and I got a little minimal blowback. I said, you know, if as objective as I could be <clears throat> regarding September 11th, 2001 here in America and October 7th, 2023 in Israel, Speaking from someone who lost one of their closest friends, Joe Hassan, who I was with that Saturday night before that Tuesday and the weekend before, which was Labor Day, we hung out together in my backyard. Um, someone who has not worked on a, on a September 11th since 2001. I honor that day. I go down there um, who, as someone who is still so close to the family of the one who I lost. As someone who has pictures of, of the World Trade Center hanging up, the original World Trade Center hanging up in my office, as objective as I could be, if you look at what happened, and it is currently happening in Israel versus what happened on 9-11, in my opinion, this is only my opinion, what happened in Israel is worse. Um, you know, it's, it's horrific. And there are people who have chosen to celebrate I mean, professors saying a, a Columbia professor saying it's awesome president of the NYU law school student bar student body uh, you know saying Israel had to come into them um, but you know what uh, there was a doctor Lennox Hill doctor works with one of the guests who's been on this show many times 
you know, I'm not going to quote exactly what they said, but they basically applauded this, applauded what took place. Uh, anyone who gives any life to what happened in, uh, in Israel on October the 7th, saying that that was an okay thing to do, to go into a, a rock concert or brave, whatever they call it, and execute everyone there, and to go in and find babies and toddlers and execute everyone there. Anyone who says that that's okay, um, in my judgment, is just is is morally corrupt, morally bankrupt. And yeah, you could say this is great, but then Davis Polk, the prestigious law firm, rescinded now three offers: one from a student from Columbia, one from a student from Harvard, and I don't think they named the student from the other school. Now they re- they're willing to reconsider two of those applications because what those individuals are saying is that, well, I didn't sign on to the statement given out by the club that supported that supports Palestine and the Palestinian movement. Um, so, you know, please don't throw me out of your Davis Polk law firm where you're basically going to make $300,000 next year coming out of Harvard, if not more than that, $300,000 next year coming out of uh, Columbia Law School, if not more than that. Yeah, you know what? It, 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 your job is gone. If you're the kind of person who thinks that what Hamas did is is oh, is acceptable, that's the nicest way I could put it, then yeah, you're not going to work in this law firm. Winston Strawn, same thing. They withdrew offers. Good for them. Now, I'm not going to give too much credit to the leadership there. I mean, I, I I'm giving them credit, but I would I would I know a lot of these law firms, and there are a lot of Jewish folks inside those law firms, and boy. You know, I, you know, Im, Imran is here. Uh, as you all know, he's part of the Indian. Uh, he's Indian and Pakistani. You know, the, I have um, the judges here who are Jewish. Like, I would never hire anybody who was going to, in any way, made it public that if, if something was done horribly in in Delhi or Goa or anywhere in India. And they were, oh, yeah, that's great that they executed all these people. Yeah, yeah. And here's Imran, whose parents are like part of my family and his wife and his children. Yeah, sorry. So we have, you have free speech. You could say anything you want. But there are ramifications to that free speech. This doctor, this emergency room doctor in NYU, I'm sorry, in Lenox Hill. Yeah, you could you could go on Twitter like she did and say, you know, and find what took place in, in Israel acceptable. She's not in Lenox Hill anymore. I'm sure there were enough Jewish folk there made their voices known, as they should. Jewish folk in, the, in D- Davis Polk made their voices known in, in the law firm of Winston Straw. Yeah, we got people lining up to come and work here. You had the, uh, the privilege of coming to work in one of these prestigious law firms, making boatloads of money. Yes, they're going to work hard for it, but boatloads of money. You want to say that what took place in Israel is a great thing? Okay, you can say it. But there are ramifications to your speech. Now, literally on the corner of, of where I grew up, there is a, a restaurant called Ayat, A-Y-A-T. There's an article about it in, in yesterday's New York Times. Now, that is a Palestinian restaurant, and it's been there, I think, like exactly three years. Um I know the wife is a lawyer. I'm not sure if her husband is a lawyer as well. She ditched the law to open up this restaurant. And I will tell you, the restaurant 
has done quite well. Now, my understanding is, unlike these kids at Harvard and Columbia who made these outrageous statements and lost their job, unlike the doctor at Lenox Hill who made outrageous statements and lost her job, they've been there and up open and running and seems like as an outsider who just drives by often, seems like they're doing very well. They get unbelievably positive reviews for their food. They have had the Palestinian flag there for the three years now that they're open. And now all of a sudden, merely because they're Palestinian, they haven't, as far as I know in the reporting in the New York Times, but again, this is a, a, a store, I pass, a restaurant I pass every day. You know, they didn't. They weren't dancing in the streets. They weren't saying this was great. Um, what other people did do, people who had never been to the restaurant, is they went online and gave all of a sudden a restaurant that had all five-star reviews, all one-star reviews. And don't go here, and the food is horrible. I believe they went online and they fixed that so that those negative reviews are gone. And apparently people are kind of flocking or supporting them because... This couple who are here in America, who are, one's a lawyer and they're making a living and she's pregnant with their first child. They're not saying what took place over there is awesome, like the Columbia professor. But they happen to identify as Palestinian. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't think that it's a good idea that people here who are running a legitimate business, ostensibly, you know, playing taxes and serving a community and have done nothing wrong except they're identified with Hamas because they're Palestinian, I don't think they should be being punished. The same way I don't think Italian-Americans should be punished for the acts of people in organized crime, and you know you can extrapolate that out to basically every ethnicity. Um, this morning, early, this morning at 7.25, I was on uh, News Nation, um, which is really an up-and-coming... Um, national news channel. A lot of um, Fox uh, refugees are, are are on there, including CNN. You know, Chris Cuomo's on there. Dan Abrams is on there. Um, a lot of my behind-the-scenes friends from the Fox News channel are there. So I do a lot of um, morning show hits with them. Um, they do their best to kind of play everything down the middle. And we were talking about freedom of speech, and we were talking about President Donald Trump's freedom of speech. And that's when the First Amendment does kick in because, you know, the judges uh, are are part of the government. And, you know, in the New York City civil case, which there was supposed to be a lot of drama today, there wasn't because Michael Cohen did not testify. He's supposedly going to testify next week because apparently he had some kind of medical issue. Um, but that judge has put some type of a gag order on Trump. There's no jury there. It's kind of just him. Trump tweeted out something about one of the judge's staff members having a relationship with Chuck Schumer. And, you know, I understand the judge. You know, this case will come and go, and the judge still has to work with these people. He has to show that he's protecting his people the same way I feel that same way here in the law firm, that I'm going to protect those people around me. But down in in Washington, D.C., where there will be a jury, a federal judge did put a gag order on him. Now, she limited it. 
But, you know, Donald Trump had said some horrible things about the prosecutor, about the judge, and more importantly to the judge, about the people uh, in, in Washington, D.C., who will be on the jury. And I don't know if, I, if she referred to any witnesses, if he referred to any witnesses, but the judge said, look, you can't do that. You want to rag on, on Joe Biden, you could do that. You want to rag on the Department of Justice, you could do that. You want to say that this is a political hit job, you could do that. Um, I think she stopped him from attacking the the prosecutor jack smith himself um but you know this is a little unprecedented only because typically clients uh who are on trial don't have the bandwidth or, or the the megaphone that donald trump has number one and number two typically they don't poke the bear um so the judge was in a little bit of a, a kind of a new position there's not a lot of precedent to fall back on. I think she tried to thread the needle between saying, I'm not going to let you like corrupt this jury, um, but you know, I'm not going to stop you from running for president of the United States. Although she did set this March trial date and she said, I'm not going to let the election cycle interfere with your trial. That I disagree with. That I disagree with. This is, he's not running for city council. He's not running for school board. He's running for president of the United States. Now, hopefully she's looked at the primary elections and the schedule and when that is and that this March date would be to be after, you know, everything is done. But, you know, for her to interfere in his ability to campaign because, you know, it's a criminal case. He's got to be there. He can't phone it in. So I disagree vehemently with the judge when she says, uh, you know, the a presidential election is not going to get away and get, interfere with a trial date. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with Tom Harris. We're going to talk about Suzanne Summers. We're going to talk about the weather. We'll keep it a little bit on the lighter side, but don't go away. We'll be right back. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, switching to MediShare can save you even more than usual on top of what you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, especially given how inflation is affecting us. And MediShare is the affordable, reliable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves about $500 a month. You might save even more. And MediShare is a Christian community that's been sharing each other's health care costs for 30 years now, and they're making it easier than ever. Apply by October 31st, and you can save an additional $150 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, but just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. It's 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE. 844-47-BIBLE. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. The National Italian American Foundation believes in celebrating and advancing the inspiring achievements and uplifting values of the Italian culture and presence in America. They do so by giving out almost a million dollars a year in scholarships to deserving Italian-American students, in grants that promote Italian-related projects, and in heritage travel that takes young Italian-Americans to Italy to visit the land of their ancestors through the signature Ambassador Peter F. Secchia Voyage of Discovery program. Moreover, the National Italian-American Foundation serves as the voice in our nation's capital for more than 15 million Americans of Italian heritage by working closely with the Italian 
Italian-American congressional delegation and the Embassy of Italy in Washington, D.C. If you believe in protecting, preserving, and promoting Italian heritage and in strengthening and empowering the ties between the United States and Italy, please join in by enrolling in NIAF.org. That's NIAF.org. This is Joe Piscopo. The following is a medical minute sponsored by my friends at InfuCare RX, a leading specialty infusion pharmacy provider for patients with complex conditions. InfuCareRx.com, improving quality of life one patient at a time. Here is Dr. Michael Rosario from St. Anthony's Neurology Group in St. Petersburg, Florida. CIDP, which is the acronym for Chronic Inflammatory Demyelinating Polyradiculoneuropathy, is an autoimmune disease in which our own immune system creates antibodies that target and attacks the nerve's outer covering called myelin. Damage to this protective covering causes interruption in nerve signal leading to nerve dysfunction. When the nerves do not work well, we call that neuropathy. CIDP is one of many types of neuropathies. This Medical Minute is sponsored by InfuKRX, and the information, comments, or views expressed by the guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of InfuKRX. Please consult your medical professional for any medical questions, opinions, or guidance. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and we all know that planning for the future is important. Are you and your family protected? If you're not around to make the decisions, who will? Are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs? The time to plan is now. Do you need a will, a trust, a power of attorney? Do you need a health care proxy, a living will, your overall estate plan? That's what Connors & Sullivan looks at. Attend a Connors & Sullivan free seminar and have all of your questions answered by Mike Connors himself. On Wednesday, October the 18th at the Adria Hotel on Northern Boulevard in Bayside, Queens at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Thursday, October 19th at Conley's Corner, Grand Avenue in Maspeth, Queens at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Friday, October 20th at DeLuca's Trattoria at 616 Forest Avenue, Staten Island at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. If you can't make any of these free seminars, call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment, 718-238-6500. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, or Odyssey.com. Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens, and Staten, from the Battery to the top of Manhattan, Asian, Middle Eastern, and Latin, Black, I like it, Sam Brady. to make it happen. The Beastie Boys. Before that, you were playing a little Eminem, right? Yes, I was. Well, tell us, Mr. Samolino, why were you playing a little Eminem today? Well, I was playing a little Eminem because he is 51 today. 51. All right. He seemed like he was a kid just yesterday. Um, so I um, was supposed to go to a lunch today that kind of got a little sidetracked while I was en route to uh, the lunch. Uh, it was not my fault that I got sidetracked. I was going to be on time. So I was with Judge Cammons and um, we, we did a little detour and we were fortunate enough to be right in front of Fresco by Scotto, a restaurant that many of us New Yorkers know well. It's uh, where Rosanna Scotto and her family has had a, an establishment for decades now. Um, it was quite full. Um, and when we walked in, I noticed that there was a significant police presence, um, but I had some real serious stuff to go over, law firm stuff to go over with Judge Cameron, so <clears throat> I didn't really get too involved, um, but I knew something had to be going on, just because, and, and that's typical. I mean, I think the very first time, actually, you know what? I think that's the only time 
No, I was with Donald Trump in the White House when he was um, the president and he did an Italian-American thing. The great Joe Piscopo brought me along and Andrew Giuliani. But um, I was in Fresco and at a table, I was blown away. I was very young, in my late 20s. Uh, someone must have been taking me there because there's no way I could have afforded it. Um, was Donald Trump, I don't know if they were at the same table, but I feel like they were Donald Trump and George Steinbrenner. How's that for a team they're assembling? Wow, that's unreal. Talking about a little a New York power team in the nineteen probably nineties. Um, so I I went in and as Judge Cummins and I were leaving, there was Rosanna and her mom and her sister Elena, and she's like, "Oh my God, you're here!" I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "The police commissioner was here. We were upstairs." And but the, this is a very long winded and hopefully slightly interesting way of telling you that um, Rosanna said that the police commissioner um, was great. As a, a speaker, there was a little group. I think it had something to do with the PAL. Um, and that he said that they're on track to make the most arrests um, in 2023. I don't know compared to what, but a lot of quality of life arrests, which we should be happy to hear. And that, you know, I mean, he's going to work his backside off. Yep. For crime to be to continue trending down. You know, they look at those major seven major categories. Um, so look, I'm here to fight the good fight and someone who's been fighting the good fight a lot longer than I have is the next guest on a Tuesday. The one, the only, the great Tom Harris from the Times Square Alliance. Hello, Tom. It's Arthur Idala. How are you, sir? Hello, Arthur. Thanks for having me. And, and I haven't been all fighting it a lot longer than you. You're not that much younger than me. Yeah, but I was like hanging out, having fun when you were a cop. Well, you were in the DA's office, so I would say that you were fighting the fight, too. What, what year did you get on the job? 85. Okay, 85. <laughs> 85. I was a senior in high school in Brooklyn doing things that I hope my son doesn't do when he's a senior in high school in Brooklyn. Luckily, there were no cell phone right, let's cameras. Let's move on, Arthur. Okay. All right, we'll okay. move on. All right, thank it. you. You're, 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 you're legal counsel for me. So, um so talk to me, Tom. Give me the update. Uh, you know, you're the one I, I love to talk to once a week because you don't BS us. And when things are bad, they're bad. I will tell you today real quick. I know this is out of your zone by a block, but uh, it was Thursday. We saw the Palestinian march from uh, Times Square to, uh, I believe, the Israeli embassy. And from my understanding, I have Ch I had Chief Chell on, who I know you know well. It was yeah. really no major arrests there were some summonses that were written up. I think maybe maybe there was one arrest for harassment, but nothing, considering there were 3,000 people there. And then today, while I'm sitting at my desk, I heard a lot of horns beeping. I looked out the window, and um, the Jewish mitzvah trucks were uh, driving down Fifth Avenue, just beeping their horns and making some noise with a police escort. So everyone is making their voice known here in Midtown Manhattan, as they should. But Tom Harris, tell me how we're doing in Times Square. So we're doing great in Times Square. And that protest that you saw walk east on, on 42nd Street started out in Times Square. There were 3,000 uh, pro-Palestine uh, protesters. There are about 300 pro-Israeli protesters. And, and like you said, the police department did a fantastic job of keeping the peace. There were no arrests in the Times Square portion of it. And there were, I think, of three minor arrests when they walked east. But that's just goes to show you the, uh, the the hard work of the men and women of the New York City Police Department, um, who, regardless of the side, they, they never take a side in an issue. They just protect the peace and they protect the public. And they did that on Friday, and they will do that for other demonstrations and rallies that are going to 
happen in the coming days. It's just such a. Uh... I spoke about this with Chief Chief Chell on Thursday. You know, some of these police officers show tremendous restraint um, because they're being cursed at and spit at, and and you know they 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 maintain their composure. Um, you know, Tom, ten days ago, eleven days ago, it was all about the migrants, the migrants, the migrants, and obviously the the, the horrendous horrendous. Uh, Acts that took place in Israel kind of, you know, has put that aside, at least for the the second. But what's going on in Times Square regarding migrants? And, you know, I noticed there's a lot of selling of uh, mangoes and fruits, which doesn't bother me. And and I'm not even sure if that's a direct relationship to the migrants, although the timing seems to be a little interesting. So so we have four four hotels or four buildings in Times Square that that house the asylees and we work very closely with the city and with the management of those buildings to make sure that they can exist, they can they can go on with the American dream, but that they don't negatively impact the neighborhood. And they have it. Uh, the ownership of the buildings, the city of New York, uh, there's uh, the, the Health and Hospitals Corporation has done a great job in Times Square of, of working with the community. And we work with them. And I think that's why we don't have the the problems and challenges that other people have a neighborhood that works together works. And we've been working with the asylees and working with the city and with the police department. Well, you know, that's, that's great. Um, Times Square is an essential piece of the puzzle. You know, it's, it's right up there with the subways uh, in terms of, you know, we need to be, we need to feel safe and hopefully look, you know, these are the last couple of months of the year now. Um, and I really could say like the last couple of weeks, what is it? 10 weeks left in, in, in the, the year, maybe right. 11. Um, and you know, those statistics are going to come rolling in and how many people were in times square and, and how many, uh, Broadway tickets do we sell? And then, you know, what was the crime and how many people got robbed and how many people got, uh, you know, shot and all that stuff. So I'm hoping we end the year off very, very strong. Um, just real quick. Well, I had lunch. Well, and you, yeah, you you touched on something before with the police commissioner and, and Chief Chell touched on it on, on Thursday when you interviewed him. Arrests are up. They've been focusing on quality of life enforcement and, and miracle of miracles. Uh, major crime goes down. We saw it in three instances. We saw it on the on the transit system with Chief Kemper. And I know that that he's been doing a lot of quality of life. The lower level arrests when it it, it matters and when it's going to be impact, impactful. And we also saw it in Brownsville. There was an article in, uh, about Brownsville where I spent 10 years of my career patrolling Brownsville, and they have had uh, uh, serious crime reductions, no real violence there. And it's because they're going back to enforcing those quality of life issues where appropriate. And we see that in Times Square, too. So I think the pendulum is swinging back where, where um, the police realize that, that they can balance the rights of all, do the quality of life enforcement, and it's going to drive crime down and make people feel safer. Well, that's great. I got two minutes left, Tom Harris. Um, I had lunch with one of my buddies yesterday who's a big Broadway, you know, he loves going to the Broadway shows, but he was lamenting a little bit about, you know, the any new exciting shows coming out. Can you fill us in a little bit about anything going on in Broadway? Uh, there are a lot of great shows. I'm, I'm, I'm going to see Sweeney Todd on Saturday night. I know a beautiful Noise, you talk about that all the I time. Uh, shocked. Uh, Some like it hot. Get your tickets while you can. That was a fantastic show that's, that's closing. 
Harmony uh, is is out. Uh, there's there's plenty. What about of Back to the Future? Places. Isn't Back to the Future Back coming to, out? Or? I was going to mention that Back to the Future is out at the Winter Garden Theater, and and back in our day, we saw Beatlemania there. I'm sure. But uh, it's 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 no that, yeah yeah no I, I'm too young to have seen Beatlemania there I'm yeah, sorry. yeah 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 I'm a young guy uh, yeah, you're a, a little kid right. <laughs> so so anyway um, there's something for everyone on Broadway you could go to our website ts2.org or the Broadway League's website and you will find affordable Broadway uh, which brings me to another initiative that we're doing you could go to the TKTS booths and get half price tickets or discounted tickets. And also, uh, we see that, you know, p- people are living on a budget. Every You try to stretch their dollars, and people say Midtown's expensive, but that's only if you don't know where to look. The Times Square Alliance is doing an affordable Times Square promotion on Instagram. You could follow us on uh, Times Square NYC and see some deals in Times Square. And everyone with a family likes a, a, a deal, likes a value, and there's plenty in Times Square. You're the best. Tom Harris, Times Square Alliance. We're going to come right back at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk about Suzanne Summers. Don't go away. Coming up on the next Radio Night Live, it's all about travel as Linda Perillo and Kevin McCullough come your way with the latest in travel news and a preview of the New York International Travel Show. Tonight at 7 on AM 970, The Answer. Like AM 970, The Answer? Then don't forget to like us on Facebook. Interact with us. Share your thoughts about your favorite shows. Give feedback to our hosts. Share your opinion on hot topics. Learn about events and more. AM970TheAnswer.com. Pumping Solutions reminds everyone that texting and driving is the number one cause of traffic-related incidents. 30% are fatal and 100% are avoidable. If you're texting, don't drive. The life you save may be your own. That's brought to you by Pumping Solutions in Clifton. Trust their years of experience for all of your industrial pumping needs. Call Pumping Solutions at 973-754-7007. Serving our community with pride. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. For over 75 years, the Columbus Citizens Foundation has promoted Italian-American culture and heritage and has provided thousands of scholarships to talented Italian-American students who need support to achieve their academic dreams. These scholarships enrich the lives of the rising generation who are destined to be our future leaders. Help make a difference in someone's life today. You can help Columbus Citizens Foundation by visiting www.columbuscitizens.org. These extraordinary students inspire us every day. Their leadership, passion, and pride in their heritage is a winning combination. The scholarships offer them a chance to achieve their goals and be engaged members of their communities. Columbus Citizens Foundation brings the Columbus Day Parade to New York City every year, and you can help them bring a quality education to Italian-American students in need by donating today. Visit their site at www.columbuscitizens.org. Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service, preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. 
ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. We've been talking about Plaza College's court reporting program all year long. Well, Plaza College, on behalf of the New York State Court Reporters Association, is proud to announce this year's one-day convention, a Steno State of Mind. A Steno State of Mind is being held at the historic Eastern District Courthouse on Sunday, October the 22nd, from 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. in Brooklyn, New York. This full-day event inside the famously historic courthouse will bring members of the court reporting community, working reporters, and students together for Six seminars celebrating this high-powered profession. You know what that means? Working court reporters, you will earn six NCRA-approved CEUs and the latest industry insight. For more information and to view the exciting agenda, visit nyscra.org slash 2023 fall convention. Again, register today at nyscra.org slash 2023 fall convention. Get yourself in a steno state of mind. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting well, for you. Those of us of a certain age hear the song and a smile automatically comes to your face. Because Three's Company was a an iconic uh, television show uh, that really brought smiles to a lot of people's faces from uh, the cast that is unforgettable, especially the the ancillary cast like the Ropers. It was just just great. Don Knotts. I mean, it just it was a very clever uh, sitcom loaded with talent. And when I was on the, the pumpkin patch with my family on Sunday and I got the news on my phone that Suzanne Summers died, I said, oh, there is nobody who I would rather speak to about this than someone who know, knew her quite well. I mean, I met her a couple of times at Fox. She was absolutely lovely. Um, on the line, I have Corey Hay, who is a New York and national public relations guru, publicist, gossip columnist, extraordinaire, quoting uh, from one of the... Uh, big journals here in the city from Manhattan to Southampton. Our Corey Hay is the spokesman for the stars and the VIPs. Corey will tell us a little bit about his career that started way back in way back when with his friend Andy Warhol and how he's grown into a New York empire. Corey Hay, welcome to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. What a great introduction. I'm going to hire you to do this every night. <laughs> well, you're the man who knows how to make introductions. So why don't you tell us, to, uh, by, to start off by telling us, how were you introduced to Suzanne Summers? How did your paths cross? So originally, um, Suzanne and I met when I was a gossip columnist, quite a wicked one, for the National Enquirer. In fact, I used to scare people, but not Suzanne. So it was probably 1977. Um, she was a big star because the show was on. And someone took me over to introduce her at an event of some sort. There were a lot of events in Hollywood. And she was there. And, and she said, hi, 
and you know, hi, how are you? I've always wanted to meet you. It just she to- took me off guard. I thought, is she going to slug me or kiss me? And so we met in such a friendly kind of goofy way that I'll never forget it. So over the next 20, 30 years, um, I covered Suzanne's career. I covered it, you know, when she went to Vegas. I covered it when she changed shows. And it was really, you know, a relationship based on I'm the media, you're the star. But Suzanne made everyone feel special and unique. She didn't categorize you. I wasn't really the evil press, you know, guru I'm considered today. Uh, I was, you know, just another guy who um, she enjoyed talking to because we had fun. She'd always say something goofy, like she might say, oh, you know, Thursday's my favorite night of the week because that's when I give Alan Hamill his hormone shot. And I can tell you that Thursday night's always a great night. We have sex three times in a row. So Suzanne was, you know, always had a one-liner. She now, was she saying this, uh, Corey Hay, was she say. saying this like in her 70s as well as in her uh, 30s? Well, that's another really fascinating thought because she said this practically up until the week she died. Um, you know, she always said a sexual person is a healthy person. And she would often compare her life uh, on the small screen as Chrissy Snow as a sexual character. And, and she, as she always liked to say, I've, I've been playing the best dumb blonde in the business for 40 years. So Suzanne always talked about her sex life um, in relationship to her longtime husband, Alan Hill. And she and Alan were married uh, you know, they were together, I think, 56 years, and they were married like 42 of it. And just the other night, um, you know, Alan said to me wistfully, he said, you know, we'd never spent more than an hour apart, you know, in the last 20 years. And their love story is really one of the great love stories. I can only think of like, you know, Nancy Reagan and, and Ronnie, who also had a great you know, uh, loved life, and Ronnie wrote her all those poems that eventually became a book. And Alan, as a final gesture, actually wrote a beautiful poem uh, to Suzanne. So the reality was that they had a serious love story, and it just kept them both giggling and laughing and loving and having a really terrific time, Arthur. And and you would love the fact that every day at 5 o'clock, everything had to stop because it was tequila time. And so no matter what they were doing... They had to stop. It was a sacrosanct moment. Tequila time, 5 o'clock. And I really should have brought them up to see your amazing Sinatra room. Oh, that would have been I think that she would have loved it. And, uh, you know, but she didn't really come to New York that often, Arthur. But uh, I'd like to, I wish I could say next time she's in New York, I'll bring her up. But unfortunately, they won't. There won't be a next time. Well, um, Corey, tell me just a little bit about, because um, I know you've known her for quite some time. What happened with the Threes Company? Was her husband involved in those negotiations? Did she have a an agent? I mean, my understanding is she asked for a big raise, one comparable to Jack Ritter's raise, and they said no, and she was off the show. Is it that simple? Um, yes and no. So she was making thirty thousand dollars an episode where Ritter was making a hundred fifty thousand dollars and she is the first woman the first actress in Hollywood to stand up and go no equal pay for equal work and she was 
you know, the, really the star of the show in many ways. Certainly she was equal to any of the other co-stars. And the studio system just had, you know, was stuck in their ways and just basically said, no, we are not going to give it to you. She hadn't really even asked for that much. I mean, there is, you know, numbers waver and change over the years. But originally it was like from 30000 to 50000 And then eventually uh, it became, no, no. I asked for 150,000 which is what, you know, he was the Ritter was making. But whatever the number was, it was the principle for Suzanne and she stood her ground. And really I think she was absolutely the first actress that simply said equal pay for an equal job. And it wasn't just, you know, for, you know, actresses and actors. You know, this is for people working at McDonald's, people working anywhere. She really felt that uh, people should get the same wage for the same job. So in my mind, she was an activist and one of the first, you know, really powerful actresses because she sacrificed, you know, a very big job because it made her famous, you know, even at 30000 an episode, it made her rich. But she said, no, if he's going to make $150,000, I'm going to make $150,000. So she refused to give in and they fired her. Well, then she went on, though. I mean, she was a brilliant businesswoman. She rebounded. It took her a little while, but she rebounded um, with the whole fitness, health and fitness. And I'm pretty sure I I met her at Fox News um, when she was promoting one of her diet books. And and as I said, she was lovely. She was charming. She's known for the thigh, her thigh master commercials. So she really uh, rebounded from the Three's Company days quite well. Correct, Corey? She she did, but Arthur, you're forgetting step by step that huge show. I mean, she had a huge, huge she hit in that step by step show. Um, she hosted several uh, game shows. She hosted, uh, you know, she never was off television. In fact, right now, somewhere in the world, Three's Company is running. Three's Company runs in over 40 countries around the world every single day. Japan, Afghanistan, um, Ireland the United Kingdom, France. So Suzanne's star will never dim, Arthur. It's, it's on somewhere. So there was a long time where she was still on television. And as he said, Step by Step with Patrick Duffy was a huge show. Huge. Well, so there was, you know, there, there was uh, not as quickly as you might imagine that she went from television to the Thighmaster. So the reality was... She did then go to Vegas, and for 10 years they were in Vegas, and she played uh, for two years straight, seven shows uh, a week, but two shows a day, so that's 14 shows for two straight years, and she held the record for the highest number of tickets sold during that time period. So she was a huge hit you know, in Vegas. And, and sounds she like, she was, a, it sounds like she was a great person and a great friend to you, Corey Hay. She was a, a wonderful friend to me and a wonderful star. And I have a handwritten note that I framed that said that, Corey, you're the best publicist I ever had. And to me, that was an Oscar. Oh, there you go. All right, folks, that is our Corey Hay. He is the, the PR guru here in New York. We had, um, I've had the delight to know him for quite some years. 
And, um, you know, he is the go-to guy and, and for those people who need to get a message out there. And uh, as I said, when I heard about Suzanne Summer's passing, you know, it struck me because it reminds me of my youth. And I said, oh, we got to get Corey on. So thank you, Corey, for finding the time in your busy schedule to join us here on the Idola Power Hour. You're a special man. Anytime, anytime, my friend. And you know what? I'm going to have to have you back because we got to talk. We'll find like an Andy Warhol anniversary or something like that because that'd, that'd be great fun. That'd be great fun. His artwork is everywhere to this day, and uh, n- nobody that I know knows him better, know, knew him better than you did. So, our Corey Hay, thanks again for finding the time. This is Arthur Idala on the Idala Power Hour. We'll be right back after these messages. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and Bay Ridge Honda is kicking off October's spooky season with scary savings so low, you'll scream. Bay Ridge Honda is your family-owned and operated Honda dealer for over 60 years, serving the five boroughs. You can browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles, like the all-new Honda Civic, CRV, and HRV, ready for you to drive home today. And over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award-winning dealership. And right now, get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, receive 50 $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. Even if you don't buy a car from Bay Ridge Honda, they want to buy your car from you. So visit Bay Ridge Honda at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. These deals are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Well, this is a song that has a little bit of meaning to me. Anybody remember the name of this song? Anyone? Anyone? Christopher Cross started a three-week run at number one on the U.S. Singles Chart in 1981 with the this song, Sambolino. Arthur's theme, Best That You Can Do. There you go. There you go. That's and it, it, was this in the movie Arthur? It was in the movie. And Dudley this, Moore. This song was released the year I was born. Ah, now he's giving Dudley away his Moore age. And, uh, Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli is in is in this yeah. with Dudley Moore. Okay, I remember I was, I don't know, eleven, twelve, 
12 or 13. And it was like, oh, wow. It's like a, a song and a movie with my name. Because, you know, Arthur's not that popular. Um, well, first of all, I just want to thank once again our guest, Corey Hay, because he really did have a very strong and special relationship with Suzanne Summers. So it was great chatting with, uh, with him. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking ahead to the weekend, even though it's Tuesday, and it's supposed to rain again. And I'm like, what's with the rain? And then I, I kind of looked it up, and it's actually an article today in today's New York Times. I think today and yesterday, uh, well, today was uh, yesterday was published, and then it was updated today. And it says that you have to go back to Labor Day weekend, which is now, whatever, seven weekends ago, um, before when you could find a consecutive dry Saturday and Sunday in Central Park. Quote, there have only been... 12 weekends without rain this year in Central Park, with the other 30 falling anywhere from drizzly to washouts. Wow. Um, you know, that's, um, I mean, I didn't realize that. I didn't think the summer was that rainy, but I don't know. I move around a lot, so maybe I got a little bit lucky. But um, if you're looking for something to do this weekend, um, we got uh, our friend Andy, who is so. You know, just such a great guy, such a great man, engineer, part of the AM970 family, a leader of the AM970 family, I may say. Am I all right to say that, Sam Bellini? Yeah, you can say that. Uh, It's all right. It's fine. Uh, He asked me to to mention that Pablo Cruz, which is a band that was formed in 1973, was one of the first American West Coast album-oriented rock bands to have wide appeal to the FM radio audience. With hits such as What You Gonna Do, Love Will Find A Way, and Don't Want to Live Without It, they have enjoyed a 50-year career touring nationally. You all know this song. Pablo Cruz is playing, not this weekend, but tomorrow night, Wednesday night, at the Mayo Performing Arts Center in Morristown, New Jersey. So we thought we'd, you know... Sam Lino, is this like considered like yacht rock? This is definitely yacht rock. This is a yeah. smooth California sound of the early 70s. Yes, yeah, yacht rock. Now, Andy's all into this yacht rock thing. Like, can you just give me one or two other examples of yacht rock bands? Uh, Steely Dan, for sure. Michael well, I McDonald, love Doobie Brothers. Not Rapid Pulse. Not Rapid Pulse. No, you would not. not I don't. I could not see. I you love. This. Look, I love Steely Dan, but you know, I'm, I can't say more, I'm like a huge. Like yeah, I need a little. Yeah, you exactly. need Rolling Stones. Thank you, Jonah. Yes. <laughs> um, and simply before we go, you send me an email about the Rolling Stones. What they're opening up a pop up shop here for a yes, couple of days. Yes, uh, they're doing a collaboration. They got a pop up shop to celebrate their their new uh, album. The Hackney Diamonds album. Hackney Diamonds, yeah. And they're going to have all kinds of merchandise. It's opening up in New York City, I believe, tomorrow. You should get down there if you can. Yeah, uh, 37 Union Square West, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., Monday through Sunday. Well, maybe I'll take Luca. I don't know. Tomorrow night I have Luca. I don't know. Should I take him to the the Rolling Stones show or or store? Yeah. Or to see Joni's play? Hmm. He would love my play. You really think so, Joni? Yeah. All right. We'll we'll have to see. All right, well, luggage. I uh, I want to thank um, our guest, um, Tom Harris, who always fills us in on what's going on you know, right here in the center of the world. And it's been, you know, uh, the, the I mentioned earlier in the show, I saw the Jewish Brigade come down. There was all the Jewish uh, mitzvah trucks that came down Fifth Avenue in very calm, orderly fashion, followed by with in front of them with the police and behind them with the police. So I want to thank Tom Harris for filling us in. I want to thank our Corey Hay, the public relations guru, talking to us and sharing some thoughts about Suzanne Summers. I want to thank Mike Sambolino and Joni Pelzer for making this show possible. 
And um, we'll be back tomorrow night, Wednesday. We live local. I love Luca. And um, I don't know. We'll talk about whatever crazy stuff is going on in this world. All right, folks. Have a great one. See you tomorrow. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.